Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Please welcome Keith Baldry, Legislative Bureau Chief for Global News to the studio. Keith. Hey, Smitty. Thanks for coming on. Um, lots, of, lots of cover here. I want to ask you about some of these public inquiries that are, you know, we got the gas price inquiry mm-hmm. ramping up this week. We got the uh, a new sort of schedule out uh, for the uh, money laundering inquiry. But first, let me get your take on something else. And that's our hot question of the day, which is the chuck wagon races at the Calgary Stampede. And I'm looking forward to hearing calls from listeners mm-hmm. on this today to see what they think about it. Six horses this year had to be euthanized after they were injured in, in this event. You used to work at the Calgary mm-hmm. Stampede, right? You were like on the midway there. I knew you worked at the PNE, but you did the Stampede too. <coughs> I not only did the Stampede, I did the rodeo circuit in Western Canada for five years back when I was a wayward youth. Uh, so very familiar with uh, all rodeo events. I've always had a problem with the chuck wagon races. I've seen them not only at the Stampede, but at other rodeo circuits as well. It's basically, you and I were talking before we came on, it's like a, almost like a demolition derby with horses. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, uh, it's, a, it's an exciting event, but you could tell the horses, from my take, and again, I've been around rodeos a long time when I was a kid, uh, the horses seem to be absolutely petrified as they ran around this, this How course. How can you tell that? Well, just how do you know they're petrified? Well, it, again, it just who wouldn't be? I don't know. I mean, even the drivers seem to be petrified yeah. because they were always in within a a whisker of you know going uh, end over tea kettle here. And it, again, it just compared to other rodeo events I've seen, whether it's calf roping, uh, bronco uh, riding, uh, this these events just seem fraught with peril from the get go. You always look again. People go to some auto races in the hopes that they're going to see a crash. And I just think that uh, chuck wagon races are very akin to that. Yeah, I mean, it is an exciting event. I mean, you watch it on TV. It's this, uh, you know, visual spectacular of these, uh, you know, these covered wagons racing around this track with these huge team of horses. But like you said, I mean, who knows what the horses are going through their mind, but I I think they probably are scared, you know. Well, six horses put down in stampede strikes me as absolutely ridiculous and shouldn't be tolerated. So you think that that particular event should be banned? I think it should. And again, I'm not an anti-rodeo guy. As as I say, I made my living on a on a traveling rodeo circuit, uh, not being a cowboy, but being a midway guy. And uh, oh, I thought you were a cowboy. <laughs> Some no? people think I am in, in politics, but no, that's not the case. I never, I never roped a steer, I'll tell you that. Okay. Here's the thing. I'm looking forward to the calls on this one later on the show because one of the things that occurs to me is, you know, it may be kind of a simple kind of remedy saying, well, just ban that, that particular event. I mean, mm-hmm. this, this event's too dangerous. You got to get rid of it. But then some people might say, well, is that the slippery slope? You know, is that like the thin edge of the wedge? Because once you ban that one, 
do you start banning the oh, other events next? Do you ban the bull, you know, the bull riding and the calf roping? And there's an organized anti-rodeo lobby for sure. It's always been there. I mean, the, people have been fighting the Cloverdale Rodeo uh, here in Metro Vancouver for some years. I used to work the Cloverdale Rodeo uh, for a number of summers as well. And I remember this is years ago. There'd be protests there about uh, some of the events there. Even the I remember as a kid the uh, greased um, p- uh, piglet. Chase. Oh, the, gre- the, the greased pig. <laughs> the greased little piglet would run around the uh, the sort of mini barnyard there as little kids would try to catch the, the piglet for a uh, for a prize. I'm sure the piglet was pretty scared, but I mean, they, they, well, the, edu- the piglets were not put down and no, euthanized. They, they, were not, and they, were and they were never injured. But there, yeah. is a, there is a pretty vociferous and organized anti-rodeo lobby oh, that yeah. emerges every every year come the Cloverdale Rodeo or the Calgary And this does Something like this does not help the rodeo's cause at all. Not I at mean, all. you know, six horses getting put down. I mean, that's a lot of horses and... Well, now you're, you want to go back to personal experience. You're a former thoroughbred horse owner. Uh, many years ago, and yes. And there is now a uh, an effort in, in the United States among some groups to ban horse, horse uh, racing because a number of horses, the thoroughbreds are very... Not brittle, but they're not the most the sturdiest of steeds, and the, there's been a number of uh, injuries that have led to euthanized. Ma- many, many, many years ago, my dad was a big fan of horse racing, and I, uh, you know, I just more for, for sort of some fun with my dad. We bought a, I think it was a five percent interest in a racehorse that we split mm-hmm. between. So I owned like two and a half percent of a horse, a racehorse. I used to joke that I owned the nose, because hopefully that's <laughs> what it would win by. But I'll tell you, that's a rich man's game because it mm-hmm. burned a hole in my pocket big time. I was not a horse owner for very long because it was very expensive. Traveling Hector, wasn't it, the horses? No, it was called um, Blushing Hector. Blushing Hector. I knew Hector was in there. Blushing <laughs> Hector was the name of the horse. And this horse, is in the parlance of the racetrack, they used to call this a win-shy horse. <laughs> Did not like to win. And... Not only were the, the vet bills and all the other bills, but of course, every time at race, I put a big bet on it yeah. to win because I didn't want to be standing there with a $2 ticket in my hand at the winner's circle photo. So I burned, I, I lost too much money on that. But I'm a horse racing fan. I had to fan. get out of it. I grew up at Exhibition Park, now called Hastings Park. And again, yeah. uh, I'm not, uh, I'm a big fan of horse racing, but I noticed that as more and more horses are euthanized in horse racing, there's Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Seems to be more of a pressure uh, to come down on the issue. Yes, I don't you're think, right. I don't think it's going to disappear. I don't think that's a comparable to the uh, chuck wagon races, though, which I do think are just carnage waiting to happen. Okay. Let's check out the hot question on that, by the way, which is, is it time to ban these chuck wagon races? Okay, this is kind of not surprising going th- almost three to one. 73% of listeners today saying, yes, ban the chuck wagon races. At the Calgary Stampede, 27% saying no, it's okay. At CKNW on Twitter is where to vote on that but and get set to call me up I on su- it later. I suspect if we did the same poll of one of our sister stations in Calgary, those numbers might the be reversed. The opposite turned around. Yeah. Well, yeah. sure. 
as is often the case on a lot of public issues, yeah. whether it's the Trans Mountain Pipeline or the Chuck Wagon races. Okay, let's talk about some of the public inquiries uh, that are going and are set to get running. Mm -hmm. well, want to start with the gas price sure. inquiry? Okay, this is set to start hearing some, uh, have some public events this week. A couple days. Yep. Some of the oil companies, though, still not playing ball in terms of revealing their profits, right? Yeah, no, uh, the, the, the BC Utilities Commission, which is conducting the hearings, has tried to offer some assurances of, of secrecy uh, because these are this is a competitive situation amongst uh, oil companies and, and gas producers. So uh, that's appeased some of the company's concerns, but others still remain uh, sort of balking at this. They don't want to give up, you know, a competitive secrets. So I've long can't thought... can't blame them. No, I don't blame them. And I've, I've never thought this, this hearing exercise was ever going to get to revealing any bombshells. I mean, this is... A, a lot of stuff is fairly wide open. Interesting, again, it cannot visit the issue of taxation. You know, right, uh, about right. 34, per, 34 cents of every liter of gas is attributed to some form of taxation, either provincially or federally. Uh, it's not going to look at government policies in terms of uh, what could potentially expand the supply of, um, of uh, oil and metro, which is another pipeline. So some, some key things are off the table here. But it'll be interesting if they can get some of these people on the stand to talk about how prices are set. I think it's, it might be an eye-opening exercise for for many people because the vagaries of uh, how gas prices are set is sort of the well, ultimate mystery. And this might shed some light on it, but I don't think any bombshells. And it's not going to lead to the reduction in the price of gas. Well, I was kind of cynical about this event from the start and just wondering if it was very political, designed to kind of insulate John Horgan from any criticism about gas taxes which are the highest in North America, and that's what this is about. He wants he wants to plant this seed in people's mind that this is about the big oil companies gouging, gouging you at the gas at yep. the gas pump, and that's what this is about. But I was very cynical that it was actually going to accomplish anything. Now uh, I remain to be convinced, though, like mm -hmm. you. I mean, who knows? I mean, maybe there would be some interesting testimony at this thing that'll surprise and enlighten everybody, which well, would be good. I think it'll be some, it might be some interesting testimony. I don't, again, I don't think there's any bombshells to be, to be dropped here. And again, two days of hearings. They've got to have a report in by August 30th. This is yeah, not, this, this is a short time frame. Very short. There's not a huge amount of research to be done here. I think it's not quite a perfunctory exercise, but it's certainly not leading to lower gas prices or again, some startling revelation that we're unaware of. Let's talk about another public inquiry, Keith, that's got a much longer time frame, mm -hmm. and that is the money laundering public inquiry promise by the government. There had been some speculation that this thing would be up and running and maybe hearing testimony this fall. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, the council over there is saying that, no, we're probably looking at 2020. You give a tip of the hat to the Globe and Mail article on that. So there, the, the council over there is saying we'll start hearing probably public testimony in 2020. So I don't know. I mean, is this thing already delayed? Well, you know, it, We've, we've talked about this before, but how do you get up a public inquiry up and running? Uh, this is a mammoth exercise. It's looking not. We're not talking about casinos here. This is the mandate is well, to it look at includes casinos, casinos and everything else, real estate, uh, luxury goods, uh, the banking and financial sector. Yeah. We're talking about a huge amount of research that has to be done here, and a huge potentially number of witnesses. Uh, so Brock Martland, the counsel for uh, for Austin Cullen, the commissioner, is telling the Globe and Mail and article out today that uh, hearings not till twenty twenty. But he says they're doing a lot of work until then, doing a lot of prep work. He likens it to watching a duck a duck go across a pond. You don't see anything uh, going on, but below the surface, you see the feet paddling furiously. And he says that's what's happening with the inquiry. They're literally trying to get their proverbial ducks in a row <laughs> before they get everybody on the witness stand uh, come next spring. But then, having said that, Smitty, he, 
So, again, this is an extensive uh, mammoth uh, exercise. Are we talking months of testimony? And then he's got to write a report by 2021, the spring of 2021, which, again, I've, a lot of us have thought this is not going to be accomplished during that type yeah, fi- time frame before final, the next election. Final report, spring of 2021, but also an interim report mm-hmm. in the fall of 2020. Yeah. So, I mean, if they're going to start only hearing testimony in 2020, are they really going to be in a position to write an interim report within a few months? Well, I, th- I, I just don't see how the interim report can encompass all the sectors they're supposed to be looking at. Perhaps an interim report that can only get its head around the casino and, yeah, I'm just, and the luxury goods sector, maybe the real estate sector. I'm not sure you can get it all done in no, such a short time frame. I don't think it can get done. And here's one thing I'm wondering about. Let's say this thing doesn't wrap up before the next election, which I think is possible. Does it then turn into an election issue if the liberals are forced to say whether or not they would continue it if, if they won government? Yeah, I, I mean, I think once once we get to that point, I think uh, the thing will just become a sort of an animal of its own creation, and it'll just keep going. And we've seen that before with other public inquiries. You can put a time frame on these things, but they get a life of their own, and there's really uh, – if they, if the one the one drawback to this, though, and I've said this before, we saw the liberal government in the 19, uh, 2001, when they were elected, they came in and shut down the Bingo Gate public inquiry, which was initiated by the NDP. That Bingo Gate inquiry was only going to be bad news for New Democrats. It had nothing to do with the And liberals. the liberals still shut it down. The liberals shut it down because it was going nowhere. Because it was and, a waste. And, and it was a waste of time. And nobody was, and so we'll see when the hearings begin in 2020, whether okay. or not they, they want to compel witnesses to testify. I still think a lot of lawyers are going to get involved here to stop that. Okay, real quickly, speaking of compelling witnesses to testify, could Rich Coleman be forced to testify? Could Christy Clark be forced to go on the witness stand and testify. Rich Coleman says he's got nothing to hide, nothing to lose, and he's more than willing to cooperate. He was the minister responsible for Although we also said he may not be able to answer all the questions. Yep, yep. and that's what that's so, what witnesses have that, that right. And uh, whether Christy Clark is up there, I don't know. I don't think you're going to see premiers up there. But I do think you're going to see some ministers who are responsible for gaming be asked to take the witness stand, okay. and I don't think they're going to refuse. Keith, thanks for coming in. Anytime. Appreciate it. Keith okay. Baldry, Global News.